This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why and how we might enhance holiday decorating, and we'll talk to legendary comedian, actor, writer, Kevin Hart, about his new Audible original, Monsters and How to Tame Them. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, human nature, the four tendencies, the five senses. I am in my hotel room in San Francisco. <laughs> today, I am on the road. And with me today from Los Angeles is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretchen, I love being in the same time zone as you. I have this is like a luxury you in the for evening. Us. Yes. I know. I know. Uh, Yes, so often we're doing all that math in our head all day long. Yeah. And before we jump in, we have a few questions from listeners and from ourselves. Here we go. Okay, Gretchen, this comes from Deirdre. She says, I'm wondering if you have any tips on how to save important points that come from podcasts. I'm a health coach, so I read lots of wellness and habits materials and have great systems for keeping notes on physical books, Kindle books, and even audio books since there's the clip slash bookmarks feature. However, when it comes to great podcasts like yours, I haven't figured out a way to capture useful learning since I'm often listening while in motion, like while I'm walking the dog, doing housework, etc. Any ideas on how to save great podcast ideas while on the go would be much appreciated. I was so glad that Deirdre posed this question because this is something that I really struggle with myself. I just email myself notes, but that feels very cumbersome. I would love to know if somebody's come up with a better solution. Yeah, one place to start, Gretchen, is show notes. Some shows have really extensive show notes, some less so, but I think a lot of times important information does end up in the show notes or links to articles mentioned, things like that. Yeah, the transcripts. Yes, many have the transcripts, so maybe start there. 
But sometimes you have to remind yourself that you even want to look something up. True. And so it's just sort of capturing that thought. So if people have great solutions, let us know. Also, soon we are going to unveil our yearly challenge for 2023. So we've had yearly challenges for read, for walk, for rest. So we're about to unleash the one for 2023. And so let us know what you've learned from Rust 22 and 22, whether what you learned about Rust, what you learned about how to make something a daily habit, because we're going to reflect on Rust 22 and 22 before we unveil 23 and 23. Very excited about that. Yes. And Gretchen, we are also asking listeners for suggestions about how to deal with holiday blues. Some people love the holidays, but for some people, it's definitely not a happy time. So let us know how you deal with holiday blues. This reminds me of the episode we did so long ago about Monday blues or Sunday blues, whatever people call them. And there were so many good suggestions about how to deal with the Sunday blues. So yeah. So let us know if you have suggestions or insights that have helped you. Now, speaking of the holidays, (laughs) the try this at home suggestion this week is to enhance your holiday decorating. Because if you're the kind of person who does decorating, it's nice to make it easier and more festive. So we ask listeners for suggestions about storing, organizing, displaying, curating, creating, (laughs) identifying holiday decorations, when to put them up, when to take them down. And we got a lot of great ideas. Yes, let's go through some. So Carolyn said, last year I started a hobby tree. I try to display things that represent everyone in the family and what they are interested in. It makes ornament shopping fun when searching for specific items. So far this year, already thrilled to have found a Rubik's Cube for my son. Such a good idea. I should mention, Gretch, in our family, mom does multiple trees um, with different themes of different sizes. So that reminds me of this, the hobby tree. Yeah, I think that's great. And then it's kind of a form of a, of a time, time capsule, capsule, too, for yes. a memento journal. Chris says, I collected and saved my children's old mittens and winter gloves and hang them on our evergreen garland each year. I attach them with a clothespin, and they hang alongside our Christmas stocking. My children are now 24 and 22, and looking at their little mittens each year fills me with memories of winter's past. So oh. nothing is cuter than a little tiny pair of mittens. Of oh, nothing. <laughs> Karen says, a fun tradition our son had with his niece, our oldest granddaughter, was to decorate a scraggly bush near our mailbox for every holiday. They made trips together to the Dollar General when they initially decided to do this and chose whatever they liked to go with the theme of the current holiday. We have some fun pics and memories of that crazy bush. That's so yeah, cool. I love that. Find like an, an unusual target. It's like the Charlie Brown tree. Yes, Exactly. Christy says, once the house is decorated, my mother takes photos of each room so she knows where everything goes for next year. She's been using the photos for years. I absolutely do this. And of course, this works for any holiday or if you like, we do a special thing for birthdays. It's nice to just get over the decision fatigue. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's almost fun to like, it's like putting together a puzzle. You're like, this goes here and this goes here. Uh, To me, that really makes it a lot easier. Rebecca says, I follow the holiday grand plan and start cleaning and preparing at the end of August. Bite-sized pieces help me save money and get it all done with so much less stress. We focus on one room of the house and clearing dust and clutter every week and add in holiday prep, and it's so much fun. Rachel says, sensory overload is a real holiday struggle. 
Since I can't handle lots of bright, flashy, blinking, scented stuff everywhere, I stick to natural or natural-looking decorations. Lots of pine cones, greenery, and flowers, and candles inside, along with a few simple heirloom items. We decorate the tree together and top it with a beautiful starfish. So this is a great way of taking yourself into account and, and doing this in a way that w works for you instead of feeling like you have to do it the way you see a lot of people doing it. This one cracks me up. MC says, I leave the decorating to my 11-year-old and appreciate his efforts. Yeah, there you go. Delegate. <laughs> Delegate. <laughs> Trisha says, along with Dane Lynch, my best hack is to do the same thing over and over again and call it tradition. Well, there absolutely. That works great. Kimberly says, I pick a night when my husband is working late and decorate the tree alone with a hot, possibly spiked beverage. Most of our ornaments are from vacations and trips and those selected for each of our three kids. Yes, they still want them every year and they are in their 30s, as well as our three pets. I feel very blessed as I reflect on all of them. Not a time hack, but a big happiness hack. Oh, and I sometimes keep our tree up until February 14th. <laughs> Why not? Love it. Robin says, I have a large labeled plastic bin for each room. Sometimes a few things end up in the wrong box, but overall it makes it easier to unpack and repack. So this is interesting. So instead of doing it, I, I kind of do it by category, but this is maybe more efficient to do it by location. Yes, had not thought of that. Elena says, when I travel, instead of buying a souvenir, I buy some ornament that represents that place or event. I love that, Gretchen. For my birthday a couple of years ago, Sarah got me a uh, Puerto Rico ornament Aww. when we were in Puerto Rico, and I just love it. It's interesting. I think you see this theme of people using tree ornaments in a kind of time capsule way. Yes. You know, what are we doing? What are we thinking about? Where have we been this year? So it's interesting. Back to the time capsule idea. Yes. Robert said, I have found decorating over multiple weekends make the whole process more manageable. So again, we sort of have this idea of you like want to do it in a day, but there's no reason you can't take your time if that makes it easier for you. Yes. Jennifer Ann says, as a minimalist, I believe in quality classic decorations. I change out my kitchen platter, maybe a natural wreath on the door, small tree. Christmas was never a big holiday growing up. And frankly, I see holiday decorations as work because I'm going to have to take it all down. So why do anything that's going to cause me work? I've been known to take my tree down on Christmas Day Eve just to get it over with. But I do <laughs> love the buildup with Christmas movies and music and opening presents with my family. Well, speaking of Christmas music, that is one of my way. That's my suggestion for enhancing holiday decorating is just pull up a holiday playlist and just play whatever kind of music feels holiday-ish to you. I think that adds to the, the sense of occasion. I, I'm now like when we were putting up our Halloween decorations, we had like spooky music. And I, I think it really oh, is very fun. fun to do that. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So thank you everyone for sending in these great ideas. Um, let us know if you do try this at home and what you do to enhance holiday decorating. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast.gretchenrubin.com. As always, you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 405. Okay, coming up, we have a happiness hack that could save somebody's life. But first, this break. Break. 
When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team And hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for this week's happiness hack. It's kind of a follow-up to something we were discussing. Okay, so we have gotten a huge response to our discussion in episode 403 about saving a life, where we said, have you ever saved anyone's life? Has anyone saved your life? If so, how? And many, many, many people responded. And many people suggested taking a class, you know, a first aid class, a CPR class, um, watching a video to learn how to do common first aid, like the Heimlich maneuver, and that's best. So absolutely go watch a video, take a class. That's great. But many people also mentioned that they had learned, particularly they mentioned doing the Heimlich maneuver from like hearing a description of it that somebody told them or from watching it happen on TV. And it turns out that at least from what I've heard, it seems like a lot of people need the Heimlich maneuver. It's more common than at least I had thought, it seems, because a lot of people are reporting encounters with this and just kind of like neighbors, people in a restaurant, people at work. So not saying that this is the best that you could do to learn it, but that it could be, it could potentially save someone's life. We are just going to go through the Heimlich maneuver. (laughs) Yes. So the signs of choking, first of all, are one or both hands clutched to the throat, a look of panic, shock, or confusion, inability to talk, strained or noisy breathing, squeaky sounds when trying to breathe, cough, which may be either weak or forceful, 
skin, lips, and nails that change color, turning blue or gray, and then loss of consciousness. So, okay. Okay. So if someone is choking and coughing, encourage them to cough. That might naturally remove whatever's stuck there. And the person should cough as forcefully as possible. They're really trying to cough it up. But then if they can't cough it up, you want to bend them forwards and give them five back blows to try to dislodge the blockage. So hit them firmly on their back with the heel of your hand between the shoulder blades. This creates a strong vibration and pressure in the airway, which is often enough to dislodge the blockage. Dislodging the blockage will allow them to breathe again. So often that works, but if they are still choking, then you want to do what I think of like we think of as the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. You stand behind the person, you tip them over slightly, and then, and then you give them up to five abdominal thrusts. So you make a fist, you put your hands over your fists, you pull inwards and upwards above their belly button. And so these abdominal thrusts squeeze the air out of the lungs and may also dislodge the blockage. And if they're still choking, call emergency services and repeat the steps until they can breathe again or until help arrives. Okay, so this is how to do it on an adult, but it turns out that sometimes people are by themselves. Mm. And so there is a way to Heimlich maneuver yourself. So what you wanna do, if you think you're choking, you right away, want to call emergency services because in case you can't do it, you want to go ahead and do that. And then you want to give yourself the abdominal thrusts to remove the struck object. And the way you do that to yourself is you place a fist slightly above your belly button. You grasp your fist with the other hand. So hand over the fist, bend over a hard surface like a countertop or the a chair and shove your fist inward and upward because that like leaning against something is gonna help you like really force it up. So that's how you do it if you can't, if there's nobody to do it for you. And then this um, is actually a really important tip, Gretch, because I did not know this. Don't drink any water to try forcing the food down. That can actually make it worse. I would have yes, 100% thought, oh, I'll drink water. And of right. course, stay calm. It's good to know that oxygen stored in the body can keep you alive for several minutes while the obstruction is blocked. I found this really reassuring because I thought you had a much shorter window. I think I would have been panicking much more, oh, but it's yeah. like you don't have a lot of time, but you have a little time to, you know, to go through these things. And I will say this is cobbled together from the Red Cross in the UK and the Mayo Clinic. And in the show notes, I'll post links if you want to follow up. And judging from all the people that we heard from, this is just a really good thing to know about. Absolutely. I remember hearing something about don't go to the bathroom in a rest if you're in a restaurant or somewhere public. What often happens is people are embarrassed. Oh, they so they go in the bathroom. They get up and leave the area and go into a bathroom or some different place and they die. They can die in there. Right. There's no they're they're embarrassed to get help or just for whatever oh my reaction. Gosh. Wow. Well, that's interesting because when I was looking at the videos, another piece of advice that someone said is that if you're by yourself, go outside where somebody can see you because, right, you don't want to be all alone. If there's yes. help that can come, you want to like put yourself in in help's way. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's that's great to think about, too. Um, you want to do it, but you want you want to have other people aware of what's going on. Yeah. And now for something very different. We are so excited to be doing an interview with Kevin Hart. 
Yes, I am so excited, Gretch. Emmy and Grammy nominee Kevin Hart is a Hollywood legend. He has opened 10 films at number one at the box office, grossing more than $4.23 billion in global revenue. Hart has also become a successful entrepreneur. He is chairman of Heartbeat Productions, a global multi-platform media company creating entertainment at the intersection of comedy and culture. And of all that is not enough, (laughs) Kevin Hart is a New York Times bestselling author with projects like The Decision and I Can't Make This Up. And now he has a new title, the Audible original Monsters and How to Tame Them, Taking Charge of the Voices in Your Head, his own hilarious and insightful perspective on how to live a happier life. Welcome, Kevin. Hi. Hello. How are you? It's great to talk to you today. Well, it's great to be talked to. (laughs) (laughs) So can you explain the concept of the monster to us? Absolutely. You know, in developing this world of um, audio or audible original, it was uh, it was coming up with a concept that I felt people would be able to relate to. And honestly, one that I have a significant amount of knowledge in the world of within, right? Mm. It was about battling with yourself, um, which is something that we're all familiar with. I think we all are very um, conscious of the world of, you know, having thoughts in our head and the world of decisions of what's good versus what's bad. And what you sometimes don't realize is that these thoughts of different personalities or different themes uh, or different characteristic traits that live inside you. And uh, some of the things that you're okay with or some of the things that you allow to happen within the way you carry yourself and within the way you approach your day, whether it's not being persistent, uh, being inconsistent, you know, um, not waking up on time, laziness, whatever. These are different versions of you that can get stronger unless you present uh, a roadblock to stop these things. So I call those things the monsters, right? Mm-hmm. The, the inconsistent monster, the the lay in bed all day monster, the 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 self validation monster. These are things that I've battled with, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was aware of how to navigate or or how to best navigate around these different versions of myself that I think I became a much better adult for me, right? And mm-hmm. I think there's different versions of these monsters per person, per individuals. And it's all about the way that you identify them, respond to them, and ultimately adjust. Mine's was the the do it all. I was a guy that wanted to do everything. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do anything because I felt I could get it all done. And I had to realize that help is okay. Um, mm. Allowing them to come in and, and show what makes them valuable and why things can be better. Um, I guess you could say there's a better road to progression with the help of others. And that's something that I battle with because I thought that it could only happen with me, through me. And if it didn't, it couldn't be done. Once I started uh-huh. to allow others to come in and help, I saw a significant change. That's the do-it-all monster, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a list of all of these different versions, but it came from me battling with myself and identifying what these different versions of me were. Well, and you know, I thought one of the most interesting points you made was that if we're in control of them, these monsters can help us. They may be part of our great strengths. Like one of your monsters is the can't go backwards monster, which is the like, if I always have to be topping myself, if it's, you know, I'm writing the Peloton, I'm releasing a movie, I have to always do better than I did before. And of course, you could see how this is could be incredibly 
helpful, but mm -hmm. also then it can become punishing. So, Absolutely. so it, it's interesting. Like, did you see that as you were thinking about these monsters, they all sort of worked for you, but like, as long as you didn't let them get the better of you. Well, I mean, it's like anything else, right? If you continue to feed something, mm -hmm. uh, it's going to grow, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it'll, it'll continue to grow, get strong, get bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, and and that's a good thing, right? But there, there's always the gift and a curse to anything. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. So when you talk about the can't go backwards monster, I was addicted to the thought and idea of if I'm not topping myself or right. out doing what I did last time, then I'm failing. And right. that's not necessarily true, right? Mm -hmm. Some things are lightning in a bottle. Some things can only be done once and will never be duplicated. It's just the nature of the world that we live in, right? Some right. things are going to just have an astronomical amount of success. And if you chase that astronomical number um, and you never get to it, the thought or idea that you're constantly failing is one that you shouldn't have. The The win is within the attempt. The mm -hmm. win is within the effort and giving yourself a thousand percent. And the way that I had to put that monster at ease while still allowing that monster to motivate me was also making that particular monster within me understand like, no, you know, look, this doesn't mean that I'm not doing well, right? It doesn't right. mean that I'm not having success. It means that I'm not having that top tier yeah. level of success, but the work that I'm doing and the level of achievement that's coming from the thing that I'm starting or the thing that I'm completing, um, it's still something to talk about for me. It's not about the idea or reception from others. It has to be about the fulfillment for you. And right. this goes into another monster, which is the validation monster, right? Mm. With these levels of success, you're looking for someone on the outside to go, yay, good. Yeah, Did approval. Yeah, yes, you get getting that. a gold star. And if you if you don't get that gold star, you don't get that applause, you don't get that celebration, then you start to look around like, wait, did anybody see or mm -hmm. is it here? And, you know, once again, it's good to receive it. It's good to enjoy it, but it's not good to need it. You shouldn't feel like you need it. And there was a moment where I was getting so much of it that it became addictive and I felt like I needed it. And mm. that's when I identified what that particular monster was really good at, what that monster had amped me up to want and basically uh, drive for. And once again, it's about controlling the monsters. It's not about killing them. It's not mm. about putting them in the box and going, you never rear your head again. It's about understanding the good and the bad that's attached to them. And uh, through the years of, of getting to the age of 43, that's what I've been able to do. And now, you know, I'm just in a place where I have a much better idea of how to best use these particular monsters or personality traits of mine to my advantage. Well, and you say um, in the book, you talk about how your mother's death, as well as being severely injured in a car accident in 2019, sort of served as a wake up call and helped you start identifying these things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look, there's a light bulb that that shines a little brighter than anything to us all at different times in our lives. Right. And it's up to you to really realize why this light is so bright, why, why you were able to receive it with so much clarity mm -hmm. um, from my accident. I mean, I think the biggest piece of understanding to come out of that was, you know, what's really important. 
what, mm-hmm. what you really need versus the things you want. That's a big, that's a big thing, right? The need versus the want. And, you know, you, you want uh, a lot of material items. You want financial success and you want the, the fame and lights, camera action, or you may want uh corporate success or whatever. These are wants, but the things you really need um, is a foundation. And that foundation is one that stands on love, love mm-hmm. and support. And um, you know, where does your happy really, really perform? Where is your happy? Where does, where do you best, see and realize where you're your best person. And that was with the ones that I love the most, right? That was when mm-hmm. I got to see within these four walls around me, um, if that room were to close in um, or if, if it wasn't a room and it became a space, uh, who's going to be there? And I got to see the people that were there on a day-to-day basis and the people that really helped fuel um, and energize my motivation to to get out of this particular injury, get back to myself. But more importantly, when I get back to life, it was about taking that same energy that I had then and applying it to my now. So, you know, the prioritization that goes into family time, quality time, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that I step away from the fast life that I live to, to give that thing the fuel that it needs to continue to grow and go at the level that it has for years. That's what my light bulb that went off was all about. And, you know, my mother passing, right? It's like, you know, you take for granted the time that you have on this earth with the people that you love, you know, make sure that you express how you feel and make sure that you show that you value those relationships and value that time. Because once it's gone, it's gone. And, you know, you definitely don't want to live a life where you're questioning if you did enough or if a person felt or knew how you felt like um, you never want to be in that position. So I was very close to my mother and losing my mother. Uh, it just made me stronger and it, it it helped me just gain a different perspective on life once again, and how to approach the relationships that I have around me that I value the most. Well, and, and one of the things that I think makes monsters and how to tame them so powerful and certainly interesting and relatable is that you reveal so many things from your own past, your own experience, your mistakes. You know, you confess a lot of things. You're, you're very candid. Now, mm-hmm. does that come naturally to you or did you have to really make a decision that you wanted to be so upfront about that? No, it's not a decision that was made at all. Um, you know, I'm transparent. I'm authentic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me and my high level of authenticity is what got me to where I am. Yeah. You know, information (laughs) is key. And sometimes just sharing your trials, tribulations, you know, it may, it may act as a major bonus for someone that Mm -hmm. didn't know it's okay to do so. Right. I mean, nobody's perfect in this world that we live in, although the world will want to portray, I guess you say through a certain lens, a -hmm. high level of perfection, but it doesn't exist. Right. We all, Mm -hmm. We all are flawed in some way, some shape or form. And we're all working on a day-to-day basis to become the best version of what we feel we are. And at the end of the day, when you're at the end of your road, at the end of your life, when you look back, it's about you being happy with the life that you lived, right? And you learning from mistakes, you growing, you standing in the shit that you step in, whatever it is. I think it's about, it's about just being truthful to you. Mm -hmm. If if I can be real with myself, 
then the opinions and thoughts of others don't have um, as much of an effect or they don't weigh on me or they don't present the idea of a burden, right? Mm. Or um, I have a clear head and it's because I have no problem sharing my story. I have no problem mm-hmm. um, informing. I have no problem just speaking. And and mm-hmm. it's a shame that people are so secretive with information that can mm. add value to so many, right? Like your, yes. your stories can fuel so much good or prevent so much bad. And, and I think uh, if we as people understood that more, the idea of a secret would kind of start to lessen. Um, it wouldn't be held on as much as it is in today's times. Well, Kevin, the last question that we want to ask you before we let you go is, do you have an idea, like a, a a suggestion that you would give to listeners for how to be happier, healthier, more productive, more creative, just as part of their ordinary day? Absolutely. Um, you know, approach every day as if it's a new day. Mm. Um, you know, there should be a reason to wake up every day. Every day mm. should not feel the same. Mm. Um, and, you know, you got to look at it as your worst day could be someone's best day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the idea of being down, the idea of just staying in a place of dark, it's one that we have to buy into. And, you know, I know that it's tough for some and it's it's not as easy for others to grasp the concept of, you know, let me create a positive thinking space. Let me create a positive world of want, a positive world of of destiny, right? Let me create something that I'm working towards. And the road to that doesn't have to be fast, right? Things Mm. don't have to happen overnight. Things don't have to happen in warp speed, right? There can be a timeline um, and some length in it to achieve any goal. But if you're working towards it and your mindset is positive um, in your approach to do so, I think the the day-to-day process is something that you would be able to embed and embrace at a higher level. So for me, I love the idea of waking up and finding a purpose for Mm. that day. I love the idea of working working on myself, whether that's in health and wellness, whether that's in knowledge, whether that's in just learning new ways to to be more vulnerable or be more open. We we age year after year because you're improving. You're Mm. growing, you're getting stronger, your your mental is changing, your level of knowledge, et cetera. So ultimately when we're 50, 60, 70, how much did we obtain? What did we do with these years of knowledge and these years of life? And the the answer should be improve, right? Mm-hmm. So your day-to-day work should just be on the side of improving. And you'll find happiness in any level of improvement. Getting better is a happy feeling. If yeah. you get better, if you do something better, it's a happy feeling. So my piece of information that I'm given, not advice, is give yourself a reason to wake up every day. And and when you do go to sleep, knowing that you did something better than you did the day before. Yeah, we talk about that That as living in an atmosphere of growth. There you go. Um, And it sounds like that's exactly what you're talking about. Well, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. It was terrific to get to talk to you. Thanks so much. Long overdue. I'm glad that we finally uh, got it to happen. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking more. This definitely will not be my last uh, Audible original. There will be more. But right now, I'm focused on this one. Monsters, how to tame them. Guys, give it a listen. (laughs) Then after that, figure out how to tame yours. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kevin. Bye-bye. 
Coming up, Gretchen has a self-care demerit, but first this break. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Okay, Gretch, it is time for this week's demerit and gold star, and you're up this week with a happiness demerit. Okay, this is a small thing, but it is one of those things where, like, I just did it knowing that I would regret it. You know, it's one of those things where you're just like, okay, I'm going to wish that I had made a different choice. So I have very, very dry skin, and so every time I take a shower, I put on body lotion because otherwise I get, like, very, very itchy and uncomfortable, and my skin just feels weird and, and just bothers me. And lately, I've been going in the shower and getting out and just being like, you know what? I don't feel like I need body lotion. And it's not mm -hmm. like there's anything different. And then a couple of times, I've had to like take off all my clothes and put on body lotion like two hours later because I was so uncomfortable. And this is something where I know perfectly well. It's kind of a stage that I don't enjoy, but I need to do it because later on, I will wish that I had done it. And I don't know what has happened in my brain where I feel like somehow I'm off the hook where I am absolutely not off the hook. There's there's no reason to be doing this. So I'm hoping well, that by saying this demerit, I will like get a grip on it. Well, Gretch, I'm wondering if now that it's getting into winter, if it feels cold to you to put the lotion on and you you suffer from cold, so you want to get dressed quick. That is a thousand percent it. You're now that you say that. Yes, that is the that is exactly the issue because it feels cold putting it on and then putting my clothes on it changes the texture of it which bothers me much less when it's warm. 
That is exactly right. And you would say, hey, inside your apartment, isn't it always room temperature? And yet, for I, I don't understand why it is room temperature. And yet, <laughs> I do feel a lot colder in the winter. Yeah, I mean, I just, I wish there was like, I could get like heated hand lotion. Well, they may have that. You know, they have, for babies, they have like baby wipe warmers. So... Yeah. A heated lotion, a ha- heated lotion warmer might absolutely be something you could own. Uh, I'm going to do some research and look into that. Now, I mean, on the one hand, is this a device that nobody needs? Yes. <laughs> is this something that I might actually use and enjoy? Yeah. I mean, I use my egg cooker. So yeah. maybe, <laughs> yes. okay, I'm going to do a little bit of research. Could be a holiday gift coming up for me. Yeah. I will find out. Alyssa, what is your goal? You get a gold star for thinking about. What's mm-hmm. your other gold star? So I am giving a gold star, Gretchen, to the rain in L.A. Recently, Ooh. we had like two solid days of rain, which we never have. And it was just yeah. so cozy and fun mm. to be in the rain. And I felt like it was a reset for everybody, for me, for just everyone in L.A. I felt like when the rain cleared, it was like... I don't know, a new day, a new breath, a new something. It just felt like the city was starting anew. So it just had a great feeling. And, you know, we just get so little rain. It was just very significant. What's interesting, because, you know, clerking for Justice O'Connor, she often mentioned, because she grew up on kind of a remote Arizona cattle ranch, and she just said, like, every drop was precious. Like, they thought about rain all the time and how important it was. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's one of these things where if it rains frequently, like it rains in New York very frequently, you don't think much of it. But then it's really something to be very grateful for every time it happens, especially now. Yeah. So I love that L.A. rain. Clean the slate. Yes. clean. Yes. Okay, the resource for this week. Okay, we now have jump starts in the Happier app. Okay, people have really loved all the different jump starts, which is super fun. And as we've been talking about in this episode and for a while, holidays are really fun, but they can also be a time of stress and hassle. And so the jump start, the newest jump start is the holiday jump start, and it is in the Happier app. So if you go to the Happier app, you see daily prompts to help you plan ahead, check items off your to-do list. Find ways to enjoy and appreciate, be present. It's free. You can use with or without a subscription to the Happier app. And so the first seven days is seven days of planning. The next seven days is seven days of doing. Mm -hmm. And then the next seven days is seven days of appreciating. So they kind of change as time goes by. And you can get the Happier app from the App Store or Google Play. And if you want to learn more, go to thehappierapp.com. You get lots of information there. Great. So what are we reading? Elizabeth, what are you reading? I am reading I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. And I am reading Consider This, Moments in My Writing Life After Which Everything Was Different by Chuck Palahniuk. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember, try this at home. Enhance your holiday decorating. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our guest, Kevin Hart. Listen to his new Audible original, Monsters and How to Tame Them. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm on Instagram, at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like this show, please rate, review, follow, recommend. That is how other people discover our show. Yes. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us onward and upward.
dust and clutter every week and add in holiday prep, and it's so much fun. Wait, can you hear the dogs, Chuck? Yeah. Do I need to do something? Yeah. Let me go give them something. Sorry. Okay. I feel like we're starting to hear that from Elizabeth every every recording session. What do you think? Mm-hmm. More and more. <laughs> Maybe she'll get a third one and be <laughs> cacophony. <laughs> From the Onward Project. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well... Now it is on Homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.